Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, what time is it? Is it 7? Is it 6? Hey, did you turn your clock back? Hey, guess what? Netflix News, next! You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Yeah, I want to know if our audience did that. Did you guys turn the clock back today? <laughs> I see what you uh, did there. Yeah. I was wondering. I was waiting for it to come around. That's right. <laughs> We're going to take you back to the 1980s with Shara, if you didn't. What, what's the date today? What time oh is my it? Day is I it? love yeah. Cher. Is it November already? When did that happen? Yeah. It well, happened. Ha- five days ago. Oh. But, yeah. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, you are watching Netflix News on After Buzz TV. And uh, I'm Rick Hong. You can find me on all social media, at Rick Hong, R-I-C-K-H-O-N-G. And I'm joined by my full cast today. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm not ready to be done with Cher. It's so good. Um, if you guys are as exhausted as I am, then I'll make it easy for you to find me on social. It's me, Ashley. You can find me at Ashley on camera. Ashley on camera. This here. Camera. Hey. Hey. Where can we find you? Hey. People can find me right here, right now, but also on Twitter at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm on the Netflix app right now, and I saw something really cool that we're going to talk about when we get to it. It's good, guys. <laughs> it's good. Well, hi, everyone. I'm back. It's Amy Cassandra here. Hi. Uh, you guys, I'm distracted by Cher, honestly. She's amazing. <laughs> oh That's so much to be distracted by. <laughs> but you guys can find me everywhere, everywhere, at Amy Cassandra TV. Um, if I could turn back time to watch Cher perform live. <laughs> uh, that, that you know, you, cool. guys, you, guys, you, guys, you guys are lucky that Steve Kaufman is here. I, I decided to let him back. To, to the panel this week after his absence last week. A- Amy, Amy's okay though. She was she was doing Stranger Stranger Things. So oh wait, but what what actually exiled me last week? I can't remember. I said a couple things last time I was here. You know, uh, Steve. I don't remember. You, you know, know what you uh, said. Yeah, exactly. You, you know, know what you said. Was it Gilmore Girls? I stand Whoa. by that comment. How about the Goonies? Wait, which what? Oh, oh, that's right. It was the Goonies. That's Goonies what it was. Never which G did I affect? That's right. <laughs> I banished Steve for our Halloween <laughs> episode. Um, Anyways, okay, guys, so let's start off. A lot of crazy things going on at Netflix, uh, especially for one of its major flagship shows. And Steve and Amy, uh, Steve and Ashley. I'm Ashley. Hi, that's me. Hi, Amy. Covered it the other day, and uh, we can put the link in there um, about more of the, the allegations and stuff that's going on. What I wanted to cover today is since last Sunday night, um, House of Cards has been in disarray, and it's been put on hold. It has been uh, noted that there are spinoffs, and now it's saying that there is no more Frank Underwood character. However, so like what I wanted to kind of do today is just discuss a little bit about the ramifications of what do you do with a show that theoretically they were pretty much going to be on its last season anyways, regardless if Frank Underwood, the character, was going to be in the show or not. And my philosophy is is that there are many great shows out there. And we're going to talk about one of the ones that's actually going off of Netflix this week, which is uh-huh. a great series, um, How I Met Your Mother. Uh-huh. But uh, with House of Cards, you know, it's was about to go. It's the scripts were done for season six, 
and now they have to go back and rewrite the storyline for season six. And I was sitting here thinking, you know, there are many shows where even with all the actors there present and they had their full run, they knew that they were going to be their full run. Sometimes the last season isn't that good anyways. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I, it's rare for me to find a series where I said that was a fulfilling overall TV series. Well, I think TV series, as it pertains to things that exist on Netflix, fall into a couple different categories. It's something like House of Cards that was designed specifically to be binged, or like Orange is the New Black. And by its virtue, each season is its own encapsulated story that, like, season to season, there would have to be some type of degradation. And then there are other, like, TV shows. Um, Burn Notice is one that comes to mind that is, I believe is on Netflix that had a premise that was amazing and brought it to, like, four or five seasons. By the fifth season, the premise had literally burned out. Yeah. And they went a whole so other going. season after the premise had burned out. Mm-hmm. So there's always um, diminishing returns to a TV series. Personally, I th- I think, as you said, this was going to be the final season anyway. It's unfortunate. But, yeah. But can we just talk about, like, the regardless of storylines and things like that, I mean, this is shocking that to this, at, still at this point, this they Netflix decided to stop arguably one of their most successful shows after an allegation not even not even this is not even like been taken to court or proven um that he that he actually did this you know alleged assault um and i think that's just a huge move for a studio to completely shut down a show on on something that hasn't been can i play devil's advocate to that statement please do you saucy thing. I think they paused production based on an allegation and then had an internal investigation. At you which point that, yeah. they shut down the production. And I mean, the and internal- more, more things have come out about what actually even has happened on this series itself outside of the allegations. So, like, another reason to say, okay, do people feel safe? Exactly. Wait, 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 so, what, are, what more are you talking about that's come out of this is new to me? Uh, I mean, basically, like there, there were even reports on the set throughout the seasons for House of Cards. Uh, there, there were allegations made regarding Kevin Spacey's behavior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. well, and that's that's how it read to me because I that was the top comment on our video Tuesday, and I did want to address it here. That yes, on the outside, from the information we have officially, an allegate one allegate one like thirty year old allegation was levied. And then ultimately the show was shut down. What we're forgetting were the days in between, which in our world, days are like months. That there was an internal investigation and what they discovered, or probably already knew but couldn't ignore anymore, was that Kevin Spacey was a hazard corporately. And if you need any further proof, look at House of Cards on Netflix and then look at the thumbnail. It's I tweeted, yeah, they've, they've definitely, they've I definitely tweeted changed the screenshot. This. It's a picture of... Yeah. It's a picture. It's um, Frank Underwood is no longer Claire. Yeah, like it's Claire. It's Claire Underwood's face. Mm-hmm. They changed it this fast. Yeah, I wonder how fast, like how soon after they did that. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I support Netflix's decision because even when you have those intense allegations, like you want to be cautious about it. I mean, and especially hearing everything that was going on on set that we didn't know about, someone did. 
and nothing happened. I have to I have to believe that this is all in the light of the obviously the Harvey Weinstein 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 um, situation where people would begin to take an allegation like this and really mm-hmm. really weigh it heavily because I know for without a shadow of a doubt these kinds of allegations have come on every single show that's ever existed <laughs> and it hasn't they haven't shut down production on a hugely successful show so I think Steve must have a point here which is there must have been something going on that we are obviously of course not privy to um, but it had to have been a big darn deal for them and they'd probably prefer to contain yeah. Mm-hmm. They would rather say we conducted an internal investigation and decided we no longer want to do business, business with Kevin Spacey. And with a little luck and containment, maybe the scope of what makes them say that, which has to be huge, yeah. doesn't actually come out. I guess why I guess why protect him and and shut the whole show down to protect one Well, I mean, I, the, mean, the, the, I think, I think, I think that's what's confusing people is that they're just they're in a business sense. They're just reassessing for a second. So everybody's still going to be coming back, and they're, they're going to finish this season. Um, maybe, like I said, minus the Frank Underwood character, just kind of figure out what they're going to do with it. So like, everybody still has a job. They're still going to be working. For season six, but then that's it. Then it's over. But, but the, the thing about it is that what we don't know, but what's been rumored anyway, was like that's where they were going to end it. Uh, See, it's just it's just kind of weird timing that this is what's going on, and to a degree, you know, I've uh, I'm sorry if I'm gonna give a couple spoilers out here, but I've watched the season all the way through. I've enjoyed every single season, and I mean, I can I can sit there and honestly say that uh, the change for the storyline is, I mean, it's totally fine if that's what you know, like they need to kill off the Frank Underwood character yeah. or however it plays out because they've already started doing the shift where the focus was on Robin Wright and um, Claire Underwood as a character. So, uh, you know, they've got, they've got, they've got brilliant writers. But that's where I was just kind of sitting there thinking, even if they could finish it the way that they wanted to, which is related to what most people don't realize, and Steve actually has it on the thumbnail there, is House of Cards was actually a British series, and mm-hmm. it was two seasons, and here's a spoiler alert, is, so you can shut your thing off, mute it, whatever you want to do, but in that, the end of it, the main character gets killed off anyways, at the very, very end of that series, and it was only two seasons, yeah. mm-hmm. so they got an extra like five seasons, or extra four seasons out of this to kind of build it the way that they wanted to, so they have an idea of where they wanted to go with it, um, but I guess, I guess what I'm saying, though, it's like, what I was saying from the very get-go is when it comes to other series when it comes to their finales, it's like, where do you, I mean, you thought burn notice, did it, did it burn out before? Yeah, the well, f- no, no, like literally the, con- the conceit of the show was that he was a spy who was fired. When a spy gets fired, they get burned essentially. Cause how do you get fired from an organization that doesn't technically exist? Mm-hmm. So they do a great job of, they just plomp him in Miami where he's from and like freeze his bank accounts and make him just kind of survive. And the weekly conceit of the show was that he would use his ability as a former spy to help the little guy and then get a little bit of money and then keep going on his quest to find out who fired him and why. Season five, and don't quote me on the seasons, but the season before the show actually ends, he found out everything he needed to know over who burned him. It would be the equivalent, if we're talking another USA show, it would be, equivalent, it would be the equivalent to Monk finding out how his wife died and right. who killed his wife. And then the show went on for another season. Like, it's very much that equivalent. Why? Yeah, like, who the gossip we... girl is. Yes. To, okay. To bring it, gotcha. There you go. You're with me, yeah. Amy? Okay. Yeah, so, and that's, and, that's, and that's kind of the point that I'm getting at, is that we might be, we might have to sit there and play hypotheticals of, like, 
in the final season, would it have been better? Would it not have been better? But I, I try to look at overall series to say, well, what series ended really, really on a high note? And I've watched a lot of them. I mean, I watched Buffy. I watched yes. Angel. Oh I watched The Shield. I watched Sons of Anarchy. Lost was literally lost. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so, but which, okay, but like, let me let me switch gears for a little bit because like you guys can find all the House of Cards. It's, it's all over the place. And that's like only one topic that I wanted to cover here today. But uh, another series that's actually leaving this week, and I don't know how you're going to binge all the seasons, is How I Met Your Mother. Uh, this is such a... This is a bit of a blow. Legend. Actually, like, such a legend. Wait for it. Dairy show. <laughs> I actually didn't know it was on Netflix. What does that say about me? I, I haven't seen all of this. I love the show. I, I mean, there are nine good. seasons oh, of How I Met Your Mother. So, I, I mean, if, you, if you're finding out today, Ooh. then you're, you're doing a crazy, you. crazy, November, crazy, crazy binge. 15th, right? Yeah, November 15th is when... Oh, it's going off of uh, out of here November 13th. I'm actually okay. even like... I'm even trying to give you guys more of a heads up because normally I wouldn't even say this probably till le- next Sunday, yeah. but I'm like, hey... It's a nine-season show. You need to see it. And I think without spoiling the ending, because if anyone hasn't... We're talking to people who haven't seen the show. Although the zeitgeist is pretty clear about spoiling the ending pretty fast. There's an ending to that show that a lot of people who watched the show week to week did not enjoy that people who binged the show in a short period of time absolutely loved. Because it's, pay, it's feedback. It's payback. It's like payoff, yeah. right? Like immediate that The, payoff. Pay, the yeah. immediate payoff. Most yeah. people who watch this show on Netflix in like a weekend or two, because it is nine seasons, however long it takes you to watch a nine season on Netflix, watch it at your own pace, really adored this show and how this show ended, whereas people who watched it week to week, by and large, really, really hated this ending. And anyone we, who knows the ending knows exactly what I'm talking well, about. Yeah. I don't know about that because I did sort of binge it the beginning of 2016. I remember because I had just moved here. Mm. And I was like, hey, I should probably watch How I Met Your Mother <laughs> because I've seen a few episodes here and there. And it took me, I mean, I I pretty much binged it. It took me maybe like three weeks or a month or so. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, and, the good thing is... Challenge that, accepted. Challenge accepted. No, the good part about the show is that if you watch it, every show is about 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 really fast. So like in an hour, like one hour, like you got, you literally like cut off here, went to go watch it. You would get three episodes done in an hour. Don't leave yet. That's not what yeah. he's saying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not yet. Watch, watch us. Um, I think the, the biggest great thing about the show is... The little nuggets that the creators, Carter Bays and Craig Thomas, dropped from the very get-go, and they spread it out through the seasons, through the seasons, and then it all comes together in the last season of the show, um, which, you know, there's like a, an umbrella. Yep. An umbrella that shows up. And- well, similar to that division on the subreddit I'm on, the How I Met Your Mother subreddit, uh, alongside uh, that division between what they liked and didn't like about that, about that ending, it became known as you were Team Yellow Umbrella, or you were team blue trombone? Blue yeah. trombone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You were, yeah. Like, you were either one of... It became a binary choice. You were either team yellow umbrella, and you you thought that the, the original ending was exactly how it should be, or you were team blue trombone. Mm-hmm. And you thought that... Or no, I have those backwards, but it's still the idea. You know, the funny thing is, is that I was I was privileged enough to go to the series rap party. <laughs> no! <laughs> Major yeah, way. I was privileged Major to privilege. go to that, and I got to talk to... Uh, Lindsay, the girl that played the daughter 
And I even asked her at the party, and I said, did you know the ending? Because they, yeah. she claimed to me, this is after the show, like at the rap party, she looked at me, and I swear it wasn't a look of mischief. It was a look of like, I, she shot it so long ago that she's just like, I don't remember. Which tells me that they shot a lot of different sequences, but that she at least knew on some end one of them. But she was like, I don't even remember. Wow, as, far as, yeah. as far as I'm aware, they, most of season, like around season two or three, they literally went, we have to shoot all of these shots with these kids. Before like, they get old, Like, yeah. any mm-hmm. interaction mm-hmm. we want to have a future Ted, a, like, dad Ted, with those kids, we need to shoot it in, like, this time frame. Because if the show runs nine years like it did, the kids will be adults. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't no. bring them... They actually, who is, they who actually already that? were adults. They just were young-looking adults the whole True. time. True. So. Um, no, like, we can't, bring, we can't keep bringing them back year to year. It won't look right. No, it was, it's like the kid in Lost... <laughs> when he showed, I was like, okay, he went to puberty. And he's a lot taller. I was like, what happened to this kid? So like, that's the only way they could play that to play that scene. Um, but so that's what she told me, and I was, and I haven't had a follow up with her since mm. to like ask her to say, were you BSing me when I saw you? Or but like the look on her face and the response was so honest. I was like, huh, interesting. But you know, I guess it's also those things like when you're taping things, you don't, you're not looking at the longevity of how okay, like six, seven, eight, nine years later, how it's like, you know what the answer might be. How so. lucky that you got to go to that party. That's like a... That was a bit of a humble brag, that was a, It was a great humble brag, though. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, it, believe me, it, it came up so <laughs> last second to know that this was a show that I watched from the beginning when it aired and watched it throughout the series till it ended, and then getting the privilege of, like, being able to go to it, I was like, you know, that's nine years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, like, oh. nine years of my life where, like, I'm just watching a series and all of a sudden it's like, oh, hey, by the way, you know that show that you used to watch when you were, like, say, like, 16? Well, now that you're 26, you actually get to go to the rap party. And it's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I was that young. I was but... like, wait a second. <laughs> oh, yeah. Quick math. Well, see, so we have, what, eight Days? Eight days. Eight, Eight days. days to watch nine seasons. That's less oh, than a no season a day. Prob. No prob. No They're so digestible, though. Easily digestible. And I'm not so. advocating skipping episodes. No. But, no. Well, there might no. be. There, I mean, it's, yeah. not, no. it's not lost in the sense that every episode doesn't. Self-contained. Yeah, like every episode. Well. A lot of episodes don't bring you incredibly further to the like the one central plot point. Right. Because it's, it's really about their relationships with each other. Yeah. It's yeah. very clear. It was... And it's actually a very traditional sitcom, guised on the the in reverse telling with an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. So like, I just really I, I love this show. I'm actually really sad to hear it's going somewhere. Maybe it can go to Amazon Prime because I have that too. Well, so I mean, Hulu. Yeah, so I, don't like, have I mean, my main thing, right, is just trying to give you guys like an extra kick if you ever heard about it, you were curious about mm-hmm. it, if you were somewhere mid midway through it, and you like it just for whatever reason dropped off. If you were like Ashley, who didn't know it was even on Netflix, it's Not there even. and. What's interesting about Netflix, though, is they have, because of the licensing deals, and I haven't quite figured all of this part of it out yet, but they always have shows that leave, and then they come back. Yeah. So, like, you always have the uh, possibility that it can come back. I'm sure if you dig and dig and dig, you throw up stuff on Facebook, you've got friends that have the box sets that they'll let you borrow, so, mm. or the, for some reason. Or, uh, speaking of that ending, there is an alternate ending to that season, because they shot it a couple different ways, I think partly to confuse everyone to like what the actual right. ending would be. But they had they have a version in the DVD that's the the um, the yellow umbrella ending, as we'll call it, not the blue trombone ending. Okay, Aww. I'm being like real secretive and no, thank you. I appreciate it because I haven't. It doesn't come full circle to okay, me yet. Then, I haven't yeah. seen everything. I've seen 
many, 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 many episodes. But even at that, they haven't been sequential. It's just kind of been all over the place. And I love every episode I've ever seen. And so. correction, blue French horn. A trombone does this. Yes. The French horn is the thing it's from the pilot. The, uh-huh. You Got still it. have your nerd credentials. Don't Thank worry. You. I, They're intact. Everybody only you're, you're actually better myself. than me, man. So, <laughs> um, all right. I'm going to throw it to I'm going to throw it to you guys right now. Who finished watching Stranger Things 2 the whole season? Me. I'm raising my hand. Steve. It's been it's been a busy week. How how far how far are you into? Not it? far. But you, but you started watching. I'm not far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in this shame boat as Steve. Uh, no, hey, no, 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 no. Hey, shame everybody boat. has big, big What about you? I finished, but I didn't do the I didn't do the 24-hour binge. It was probably oh, no. One or two, three days maybe mm-hmm. um, that I finished it in. So, but you know, but we we had the, so we had a conversation a few weeks ago about how there's a list of Netflix shows and how certain people were able to binge a certain amount of time within 24 hours. So I just kind of wanted to get here that none of us actually did the 24 hours, but we got through it pretty quick. Yeah, we'll see. I. I'm very picky with what shows I, I binge because I like to savor them. <laughs> so even when Gilmore Girls, A Year in the Life came out, oh, I did yeah. not want to binge it. I couldn't because we knew it was limited. Yeah. Like, it was so, and I know obviously that's the case yeah. with Stranger Things too, but yeah. that was only four. That was very, <sighs> that was very hard. It was beautiful. Movie. But see, and also for Stranger Things, I mean, I did the after show last week, so we only covered the first five. It was very difficult to stop at five because it ends on a cliffhanger. You're like, what? Oh, and hey, by the way, guys, uh, they're finishing up seasons, uh, wait, episodes six Six through through nine. nine. Mm -hmm. Six through nine tonight. uh, They're actually on as we are on, but don't flip this dial, flip it afterwards. Don't tell them that. Yeah. So, but uh, if you so if you wanted to get kind of get their thoughts, or if you didn't know, like even though I told you numerous times last <laughs> week, that's why Amy wasn't here. But uh, they do. We do an after show for Stranger Things, and we did a little different this year where they covered episodes one through five, mm-hmm. and tonight they'll wrap it up. So uh, you can find Stranger Things after show, Stranger Things two after show, after Buzz TV. Um, this is sci-fi how about channel. a show of hands too mm-hmm. in the comments? Show yeah. of hands if you if, if you have in fact binged the whole season. Uh, let us know in the comments. We'd love to get a little uh, poll going. Sci- very very scientific poll happening. Show of yeah, hands. Just comment. quick straw poll. Yes. yes, binged, whatever. Let us know in the comments. But here's something interesting. Uh, we've been talking about how a lot of these streaming sites are secretive. Ashley's covered uh, saying that there's another company out there that kind of said, you know, who who's watching what? Narcos being like one of the number one shows of Netflix. Mm-hmm. Nielsen claims that they have the technology, just like the $6 million man. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, two weeks after Nielsen, they, so like they're saying that Stranger Things 2 had 4 million viewers an episode. Per episode. Per episode. 4 million viewers per episode. Which? And this has been out for one week, a little over a week. Yeah, it dropped on, yeah. Uh, it dropped, yeah. The 27th. Like a week and a half, a little mm-hmm. bit, roughly. Mm-hmm. But that means the, ser- the season had four million viewers, essentially. Like, because they're calculating an overall out overall average. It's not like it's not like episode nine had two point three. Like, obviously, it would retain all four, like close to all four million, assuming their data is right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting because that's compared to like a show on CBS. Like, that's I don't have it in front of me, but I would imagine that's like half. Four million is really, that's, really, that's really high. good, so considering net, there's for, yeah. network shows that don't even get 
like one yeah. per se, mm-hmm. uh, but like they're they're still on the air. Mm-hmm. But they might air like on a Friday night where the they're more realistic about the viewership. But well, and that number means less. That number you that number only ever existed for networks so that they can sell ads in between the shows because they have that many. They can claim verifiably that there are that many eyeballs watching the thing. I think that the, the whole deal with Nielsen is that they're not necessarily super. It's been said many times that they're not necessarily really accurate for network mm-hmm. shows even so I have to wonder how accurate they are for obviously a Netflix show which as we've said here on this show um, Netflix doesn't provide their numbers neither does Amazon or Hulu to anyone yet although I feel that that's probably going to change soon I bet they'll start cracking that open um, so no it's, so it's interesting it's interesting to see like that show drop and at least we've got some version of numbers I mean I'm, the longevity of the numbers don't know yet but either way, it's an indicator. It's hugely successful. I mean, obviously, it's wildly popular. I That's... mean, Halloween this last year <laughs> yeah. was amazing with all of these costumes. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Did I see? I don't. Did I see a lot of? Who saw Stranger Things costumes? I um, saw one. Me all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, yeah, I saw them everywhere. Yeah. Besides, was... besides our Stranger Things <laughs> two after pan, uh, after show panel, but yeah. Well, I saw a lot of Elevens uh, from season one. I saw a few 11s from this season. She looks slightly different at one point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, I did see some Egos actually. And just, yeah. I'd I mean, love to know if Egos is getting a boost in sales. You I know? hope so. I <laughs> mean, I most definitely craved Egos while watching. Stranger well, you also Things. had to purchase some for your costume. I had to. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was part of my duty. Ego, egos are three musketeers. <laughs> mm, yeah. That actually plays back into my initial thought about Nielsen. I think because Nielsen as a marketing company only exists to verifiably say that X amount of people watch a thing. So that thing can turn around and try to sell advertisers. Netflix doesn't have that luxury, but as a corporate, as a publicly traded company, they would be silly to not look for extra income flow. So I wouldn't be shocked if native advertising is a thing they're trying. Like a deal with Echo, well, like a deal with Egos or with Three Musketeers mm-hmm. or with Smart, it would any, be smart. Or yeah. anything that goes down on Stranger Things or any show on Netflix. I wonder, yeah, because would would we still stay? We've posed a lot of hypotheticals on this show, like what what price point would we leave at? But what about if advertising came to Netflix? Would we stay? I'd leave. You you ditch. Oh, but I think geez. what kind of advertising would make you leave? Well, oh, that's like straight traditional shows. advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, sure. No, no, I'm saying no if, breaks. You don't want the breaks like like with what Hulu's doing. <laughs> oh, no. Traditional advertising, no, I'm so out. Annoying. But I am saying that there I've been saying this for a decade that there's a huge untapped market for in-show product-placed ad- advertising. The, speaking of how I met your mother actually, if you watch how I met your mother on syndication, there's a company that literally puts the most modern iPhone in Ted Mosby's hand. Or like if they walk through a bar or a coffee shop, there's a TV screen in the back that's advertising a movie that's opening that week. Huh. And you, so you can resell the ad every week, every month, every year. Interesting. And like they, what the car drives by and people, I found it cause a lot of purists are saying like, no, but this, how I met your mother specifically says what year it is. So it's, it's actually sacrilege to have a 2017 Prius drive down the street, hmm. regardless how much Prius pays for that placement. Yeah. But I think that's the future. That's me and my think tank tomorrow. <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, so Netflix covers a lot of genres. Like, we've talked TV series, we've talked movies, um, big, big picture movies. And one area that I know in the comments that uh, someone 
wanted us to discuss and I definitely I looked into it uh, and we should be talking about it because it's it's huge is Netflix has a huge anime arena hmm. and although I don't think any of us here are big watchers of the anime um, I did want to play a trailer of something that that's dropping uh, called Fate uh, Apocrypha <laughs> and um, we'll watch it and we can kind of discuss it and I, we'll discuss a little bit more about some of the anime stuff that's on Netflix and what they're doing with it. Uh, Steve, roll it! Cool. Subtitles, alright. Yep, subtitles, yep. It's definitely like the anime. So for our viewers listening and not be able to watch, it's Japanese speaking, but then there are subtitles, so... Very, what I would, without knowing anything about anime, consider sort of classic anime style. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, in terms of aesthetic. It's very like that Street Fighter. Yeah. What? Wow, it's hard for me to read these subtitles with all the flashing lights. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, there's a lot of crazy action going on. Lots of action. Those anime sound effects. Yeah, if you ever try to do this as a live action, it would be Holy Grail War. Okay. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, looks it looks cool. the animation. Yeah, the animation yeah. looks great. Yeah. Um, Only on Netflix. So excuse me. I actually think this is the perfect title for Netflix to like. I'm sure they they're in the anime realm already, but like this is they're making a huge move toward the anime realm, and this is like one of the first major titles. And I think they're doing a good job of redefining what we think anime is, because I think when you tell someone anime, they think Pokemon, they think Yu-Gi-Oh, they think. Yu-Gi-Oh is not what I not a good second Cowboy, example. Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy, but, but they think a very particular type of thing. Similar to like when I tell you I read comic books, you specifically think superheroes. Where comic books, similar to books or movies, are a whole format by which you can tell a story. Mm. There are comic books. That, there's a comic book about Andre the Giant. That, that that's everything is fairly grounded and realistic and like. I think similarly, anime anime is a way to tell a story, similar to just filmmaking. That I think Netflix, a title like this, that although there is the, the big flashy that you would expect, it's a good conduit to th- this is a story with regular people and stuff. Yeah, and what we just watched, the trailer we just watched drops on November 7th. This is one of the reasons I did want to talk about it. And, uh, you know, a couple months back, they actually did a four-part anime series that got picked up for season two for the video game title Castlevania, which I played Ooh. as a kid for Nintendo, and it was amazing, and they turned that into what we just viewed. So that's actually on there to watch right now, and it's already picked up for season two. Uh, but like Netflix is spending I mean, a lot of money on original content, but they're also doing it for licensing animation and then turning it into, you know, putting the subtitles on there, making it uh, Western friendly, or at least so that we can watch, hear, listen, and absorb it. So, and there's like there's a following for it. So like, I definitely wanted to make sure that we covered it. Uh, please, yeah, yeah, let us know in the comments what you think. If there's stuff that you're watching, I always try to watch. I know that in my queue, I actually had Death Note, I believe, oh. which is a, um, which is a title. I mean, 
Let me re-look at that title and make sure that I'm right. Yeah, see, I'm looking at everything I've most recently watched. Are you guys anime fans? Anybody here? I know animation, I know, is a very obviously a huge, oh. whole different subset. I'm in animation, but I don't. I'm familiar with anime. I, w- I I can honestly say, at this stage in my life, when someone explains to me like stuff, th- the stuff that's on Crunchyroll, for example, uh-huh. where I'm like, it to me, it's like, wow, there, there's like, I'm afraid to get into this because it's like there's too much. Like it's, right. it's kind of like. Sons of Anarchy would be the best example of a show that I keep hearing is amazing. Can't but, wait for this to come around. But there are so many episodes <laughs> that I'm like, if I've avoided it this far, maybe I should just not dive. Well, I maybe think I should I just not dive into something that deep. Like the tenets of anime, like what, what, why? I don't understand what it's all really about. Like why the sound effects and why the, the it's, it feels very like um, I don't know, sort of for lack of a better term, but just over the top with like the. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's parts to it where it's maybe for some of us, um, even including myself, like there are like some cultural things in there, mm-hmm. um, and it's a way of storytelling that you probably would have a very, very rough time translating to live action. Death Note, for example, is based on anime, so I probably should watch the anime, and then I'll and I've got the Death Note in my queue, which at some point, as you guys know, I'm always good about. If I talk about it, I watch and I report back. So this is one of the ones that I'll do it on. Um, so same thing with the Castlevania. It's period piece. It's Dracula. It would be really expensive on some end, so I understand why they went the anime route with that. Um, I think maybe licensing sometimes probably is cheaper. Like, it's mm. still content to be able to get for a decent price, and there's an audience there. Yeah. Well. And it and it's it's low-hanging fruit that allows you to swing for the fence to cross metaphors. It, so many metaphors cross. <laughs> but it's low-hanging fruit in the sense that it's fairly cheap content from other countries that you can just grow and all you need to do is purchase it for whatever they want and then put subtitles on it and then put it back out to your audience but you can also swing for the fence that way because you're not spending a whole lot of money but one of them might become Power Rangers did Power Rangers start out as anime? Uh, Power Rangers was a Japanese property it was actually I believe three different it was three different live action shows in Japan that Saiden bought the rights to Haimsaban. Haimsaban, I pronounced his name wrong. He, by the way, um, just podcast prediction, or podcast pick, he, um, how did this get made? No, wrong one. How I Built This on NPR. He he had an episode, it's one of my favorite episodes of that podcast, where he just talks about, he was in Japan, he was on, he was watching a live action ninja show, and thought, I could buy these live action ninja shows, and then shoot, like, a scene or two per week, and then cut together these live action ninja shows and make a cohesive story without having to do very like mm-hmm. without having to shoot very much in America. And he, he faced a lot of failure in doing it in doing so before he eventually found Fox. And yeah, and the, and the thing for that, uh, a piece that I just read recently was that he was one of the producers on the original animated X-Men series on Fox, and that's what helped open the mm. door to sell that property to Fox because he started working with the executive. And um, and they did the struggle of X, getting the X Men animated series. This is way before X Men blew up. Yeah, mm-hmm. together. So I think they took a shot on that, and now he's uber loaded because of it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at it, there's cheesiness to it. There's cheesiness to it. So I'm sure he's just like, let me just add a little bit different, a different kind of cheese, a Western cheese to it, and get some sort of uh, you know cohesive show. Power Rangers came out when I was like a kid, like very Same. young. So mm-hmm. I liked it because. 
I, I always thought it appealed to children, but was there adult appeal for this, for Power Rangers, when we were, like, I can't remember Live because I was, I, I was into it as a kid. I don't know if adults were digging it. I, I always sort of thought it was a kid's show. When I was a kid, they had the USA Network, the actual Japanese version of it, with mm-hmm. the Japanese actors and with the dubbed voices. And I don't remember the storylines, but I know the Power Rangers. Yeah. And then when they switched it around, for me, it was a turnoff because I was like, that's not the originals that I remember, but I was a lot older at that stage. So I can't answer that question huh. with the the adult appeal to it or not. I just had this conversation outside the, the booth today with um, about the Power Rangers movie. Yeah. But Actually, well, to bring this full circle, the Power Rangers are on Netflix. Oh, they're so Oh, Lord, many. They, Lordy, Lordy, are they on Netflix. Okay, what Power Ranger did everybody want it to be? Who, who did you want to be? I mean, it was obviously um, pink for me. Well, I just wanted to play with the boys at daycare. So I just, I never, I think I watched maybe one or two episodes, but I just would always go, 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 Power Rangers. And I just do the, the thing uh, with the kids. That's when I was like, G.I. Joe! (laughs) (laughs) And with that, guys, uh, we're wrapping up. And Amy, where can everybody find you? Everywhere on social media, at Amy Cassandra TV. And if you guys watch something new, let us know about it. Try to also watch something that you wouldn't normally watch on Netflix and also let us know. Um, I'm Steve Coppin. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Coppin. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N, my pick of the week. Um, I've actually been kind of debating on it. I'm going to pick... 11816, it's a documentary that looks fascinating. It just dropped on Netflix, I believe, today, because I remember seeing it, that it was in theaters Friday, and then seeing The Florida Project instead. So I'm watching that this week. You should, too. (laughs) Well, all right, there you go. Uh, Don't forget, everybody, to set your clocks back, because it's now actually 743, not 843. Hmm. Um, Thanks for tuning in with us on this weird timing of the day. (laughs) I'm Ashley Cheney, and find me on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere else on the internet at Ashley on Camera, and let's talk about all things Netflix, okay? So cool. just remember, guys, you have a little bit over a week to binge How I Met Your Mother, if that's what you're going to try to do. And uh, in two weeks, we have a guest star that will be on the panel, which I will be telling you about next week. So join us then. You can find me on all social media, at Rick Hong, R-I-C-K-H-O-N-G. And we will catch you next week, same time, same place. Turn back that clock. Challenge accepted. Challenge <laughs> accepted. Challenge From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Challenge accepted. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 